Yes, people, it is hot because it's Friday. That means our final chin check of the week. And uh, as we do, we're going to break down, you know, the news. We'll look at the weigh-ins and we'll give you our week 14 NFL predictions. It's always a fun one, people. So time to check, check, check in. Okay, people, so we are entering week 14 of the NFL. So, not long left, people. Not long left. You know what I mean? 17 weeks. So, um, yeah, we are drawing to a close. So, there was already the, um, you know, the Thursday night game, which had the Rams just poof. Wreck shop with the Patriots. You know, they won 24 to 3. So that's kind of crazy. Um, and definitely a good look for the Rams after the previous week. So let's start with the um you know Jacksonville Jaguars against Tennessee Titans. Um Yeah. <laughs> you know. This, uh, it's not great. Like, Jacksonville are coming off their drubbing. Um, uh, actually, no. I was looking at the wrong game. I was looking at the Steelers game. But uh, they did lose last week. You know, so, uh, yeah, they uh, lost to the Vikings. Um, oh, yes, that was it. Because the Vikings had that wicked comeback, right? So, yeah. Lost to the Vikings And the week before they lost to the Browns And then the week before that It was the Steelers Then the Packers Here, It's just been a rough Ass time for them Where um, You know Tennessee um, They did lose Last week to the Browns But they, They've been faring a lot better you know, they beat the Colts the week before that. Um, beat the Ravens. You know, so, yeah. I think Tennessee are in a better situation. So, um, I would be saying Tennessee for the win with that one. So, um, then we've got Tampa Bay against Minnesota. Which, I think, it, it, you know, this is a, a an even-ish game. Because Tampa is 7-5, and five and, the, you know, Minnesota are 6-6. Six and six. So, Tampa, they're coming off that last-minute win by the Chiefs. Oh, you know, they must have thought that, yo, they're going to be the first... But, uh, yeah, didn't go that way. Didn't go that way. Um, And the Chiefs pulled it out at the end. Which does mean that, you know, that's the second, um, you know, loss they've had of late. It was the week before they lost to the Rams, right? So, uh, yeah, there is 
that. Now, Minnesota, you know, as mentioned, they pulled off that that crazy late win over, um, you know, Jacksonville. Um, and then the week before, they had that other, you know, late crazy win over Carolina. So, uh, yeah, the Vikings have been um, doing a thing. This is definitely an interesting one. Um, damn. You know, Ursh, I think I'm going to say... Ooh, I, you know, I think I'm going Buccaneers. Yeah, I think I'm going Buccaneers, people. It's going to be a close one, though. Definitely going to be a close one. So, um, we've got Miami against Kansas City. Yeah, I'm going Kansas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think in the last couple of weeks, we have seen that Kansas... Yeah, they are just... They're not lying down for anyone. Right? So, yeah. Kansas City for the win. So, we have... Um, the Panthers and the Broncos, both four and eight, right? So, um, yeah, it's not been a great time for either team. Like, um, Panthers, yeah, they uh, they lost to the Vikings. They did run a shutout on the Lions. But then, you know, the week before, they just got handled by the Buccaneers. And then they lost to the Chiefs before that. So, uh, yeah, that's been, um, you know, the the Panthers uh, situation. Now, um, Denver, like, they're coming off of a, uh, a loss to the Chiefs on, um, you know, Monday, last Monday. Um, and before that, they just got fucked up by the Saints. They did pull off a win against uh, the Dolphins, though. Which, yeah, I think at that week I had picked the Dolphins, so that was a that was a surprise. I think I'm going Carolina in this game, people. Yeah, I think the Panthers are. Uh, yeah, I think they might get it done over the over the horses. <laughs> yeah, so um, then we're going into uh, Chicago. Against Houston, so Chicago are five and seven. Houston are four and eight. So in their last game, um, yeah, Chicago got beat by the Lions. You know, before that, they really got beat by the Packers. You know, they lost to the Vikings, lost to the Titans, whoosh, lost to the Saints, Rams. It's been tough for them. Definitely been a tough old time. Now, the um the Titans, they're coming off the, the loss to the Colts, which that was straight up penalties. You know what I mean? I think mean, when you look at that game, it was straight up penalties that fucked them, really. Uh because the week before, you know, they fucked up the Lions. Right? They um beat the Patriots. So I think that the, you know, the, I think the Texans are the, 
more on form team. I think the thing that would could possibly beat them is their own penalties. But um, yeah, I'm gonna say the Texans for the win there. We then go to uh, the Cardinals against the Giants. So, yeah, another evenish game. Because, you know, Giants are 5 and 7, Cardinals are 6 and 6. So, the Giants are coming off the kind of lackluster win over the Seahawks. They also did beat the Bengals. You know, so that's two wins for the Giants. Which, yeah, for their shitty season, that's pretty big. You know, oh, and they beat the Eagles. I forgot about, oh, yeah, and they beat Washington. Yeah. But I will say, in that Washington game, should have put up more, right? But how shit Washington was, they should have put up more. Now, on the flip side, the Cardinals. So, um, yeah, they're coming off of their... Horrible loss to the um to the Rams last Sunday. Um yeah, they also you know coming off a loss to the Patriots, Seahawks, they did sneak a win over the Bills. You know, so um yeah, I I would probably say that um you know Giants are the more in form out of the two, so ugh, gonna say Giants, people, gonna say Giants. Um, then we have the uh, you know, the Bengals against the Cowboys, right? So, yeah, again, both teams pretty similar shitty seasons. So, the Bengals are two, nine, and one, and the Cowboys are three and nine. Right, so, um, yeah, Bengals, they're coming off Dolphins just taking them apart last week. Um, yeah, they also lost to the Giants, lost to Washington, got fucked up by the Steelers. They did beat the Titans. Yeah, did beat the Titans. But um, it's been rough. You know what I mean? It's definitely been a rough old time for them. Um, so the Cowboys on the flippy flip. Yo, they got yeah, they got handled by the uh, Ravens. You know what I mean? That happened on Wednesday. Um, yeah, Washington fucked them up. You know they did get a win over the. Uh, the Vikings, though, you know, yeah, then the Steelers beat them, hmm, it is a tough one, it is a tough one, you know what, I, however, I am gonna go with the Bengals, yeah, I know, it's, uh, I don't know, people, I just hate the Cowboys, and I would say being, I just think neither are great. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's not the worst pick, right? So yeah, I'm going Bengals. So um, then we've got the uh, the Colts 
against the Raiders. Um, hmm. Raiders are seven and five. Colts are eight and four. So uh, yeah, the Raiders. Who they did win last week. You know, they pulled... I mean, it was close. (laughs) It was close. They nearly lost to the Jets. You know what I mean? Nearly lost to the Jets, man. And they they just... That would have been a real terrible situation. You know, they, they got fucked up by the Falcons. Which, yeah, that was a surprise. And um, the Chiefs, they snuck past them. So, that yeah, that win over the Jets, although not pretty, that was pretty big. Now, the, um, the Colts, they're coming off the win over the Texans. Um, they lost to the Titans, you know, which was a v- reverse of the previous game that happened, you know, not not long before that one, um, they beat the Packers. I think I'm gonna take the uh, the Colts with this game, people. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take Indianapolis. So uh, we then have the Seahawks against the Jets. Yeah, we're going Seahawks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think the Jets. Had this, they had those potential games they could have won, you know, broken their terrible streak, but yeah, just not able to do it. So, um, yeah, we're going Seahawks, people. Going Seahawks. So then we've got the Lions against Green Bay. Um, yeah, that's Green Bay, people. You know what I mean? Yeah, Lions ain't gonna win that one. Um, now, the Chargers-Falcons, yo, again, neither are great, right? Chargers are 3-9, and nine, Falcons are 4-8. and eight. So it is a little bit similar, you know. Falcons did, um, they lost their last game, you know. They lost to the Saints. As I said, they did beat the Raiders. Now, the Chargers, they got humiliated. They got humiliated last week, you know, and, um, yeah, they lost to the Bills. But I think that humiliation to the Patriots, I think that's going to be the kick up the arse that they need. I'm going to say the Chargers, you know, because, you know, after getting a shutout by 46, you will definitely want to show and prove the following week, Right. So yeah, that's what I'm going to say there So, um, we then have San Francisco against Washington Both are 5 and 7, right? So, um, yeah, San Francisco, they lost to the Bills They did beat the Rams, you know, but then they lost to the Saints The Packers, you know, Seahawks yeah, it's been one of those situations for them, you know, and um, Washington, I mean, they pulled off the the shock no one saw coming, right, they beat the Steelers, 
which was crazy. That was a crazy situation, and um, yeah, breaks the um, breaks the Steelers' run, right? Gave them their first loss of the season. Um, I think you know injuries, COVID, all of that was definitely catching up with the Steelers, and yeah, Washington made them pay, and it does mean back. Well, no, not even back to back. Three wins. Three wins in a row, right? Hey, that that's a unheard of thing this season. Right? So um whew, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Washington for the win over uh, San Francisco, which man, it, it it's been one of those things that you don't say often this year. But yeah, that's what I'm saying, people. Um, we then have Philadelphia against New Orleans. Yeah, that's New Orleans. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there isn't even any question with that shit. It's New Orleans. Um, so we've got the Bills against the Steelers. And the Steelers, whew, they are going to want to, you know I mean? They, they, they're going to want to show and prove after last, after um, that last game. So I'm going to say the Steelers win this one. You know, the Bills, they're 9-3. and three. They haven't had a terrible, um, haven't had a terrible season. You know, they beat the 49ers in their last game and they beat the Chargers. But yeah, I'm going to say the uh, Steelers they're taking, they're taking no prisoners, but that's the Monday game, and Tuesday game, ending week 14, with the Browns at the Ravens, and um, yeah, the Browns have a better record than the Ravens people, you know what I mean, Cleveland are 9 and 3, Baltimore are 7 and 5, yeah, I mean, how often would you think of that being the case, right? And um, look, the Browns have been doing it lately. You know, they beat the Titans, they beat the Jaguars, beat the Eagles, beat the Texans. You know, right? so um, yeah, you know, they their last loss was at uh, the Raiders on the first of November. So, um, yeah, Cleveland have definitely been uh, doing their thing. So, the Ravens beat um, Dallas. They Before that, they lost to uh, Pittsburgh. They lost to, um, you know, Tennessee. So, uh, they lost to the Patriots. I'm going to say that Cleveland end the week with the win. Yeah. So, um, they're the predictions for week 14, people. And I will say that our standout games of this week, um, I think we've got the Buccaneers against the Vikings. I think that's going to be a, oh, that's going to be a doozy. I think the Panthers against the Broncos. When I say these, I'm saying these will be close games, right? Um... 
I would say the Bengals Cowboys is gonna be a close one. Um, Raiders Colts, you know that will be one. Chargers Falcons, think that's gonna be an interesting situation. Um, I think the you know Washington San Francisco game will also be uh, a pick 'em, people. So yeah, that is what we are saying. So, um, let's see how correct we are, people. Let's see. All right, let's move on. Now, this is a little interesting, right? So, uh, you know, bare knuckle boxing, that has been, it's been a thing. That seems to be cropping up more and more over the last few years With um, bare knuckle fighting championships Being the largest of those organisations I would probably say Now, their um, CEO, you know, David Feldman He has just, uh, you know, come out with the findings from a, yeah, I think, what is it, a, a two and a half year um, study, right? Supposedly, they have looked at 131 fights, which is, I mean, that's interesting. I didn't know, I did definitely not know there was that many fights you know, in bare knuckle over that period of time. Unless, but, right, they didn't specify if they were all bare knuckle fights. Because I think they were looking at the difference between bare knuckle boxing and MMA. So, I, yeah, it'd be interesting to know what that split was. If that's what that 131 fights is, you know, a combination of all three um, disciplines, you know, because that doesn't seem to be revealed. Now, what they're supposedly saying is um, that, yeah, bare knuckle fights produce a higher rate of facial, facial lacerations, but a lower rate of concussions um, and supposedly also broken hands and hand fractures than boxing and MMA, which I don't know about that. Now, what they're saying on the concussions front is that, uh, yeah, bare-knuckle fighters who exhibit... exhibit uh, Exhibited concussion-like symptoms when examined by a ringside physician was 1.5% compared to boxing with an estimated rate of 6 to 12% and MMA with a rate of 14.7%. Now, I wonder, I do wonder about that because look, if we, you know, look at Say the Jake Paul Nate Robinson fight, right? Robinson was clearly, 
clearly concussed after the first knockdown. Like, yo, if that was MMA, he wouldn't have been allowed to fight on. But the referee allowed him to fight on. So you you have to say that I think it it kind of depends who the hell you're asking when it comes to like concussion like symptoms. You know, so I don't know about that. And I think the big thing was I don't think there was a lot of people saying that bare knuckle is potentially like more dangerous. Right, so here is some of the things that were being said Because if you've just got people Like young people going I don't want to box, I don't want to do MMA I want to do bare knuckle That's all good, that's fine But when you have people at the end of long ass boxing Or, you know, mixed martial arts careers you know, then entering bare knuckle So they've already had a number of um, concussions Then going into that I think that that's where it potentially becomes dangerous You know, so I think there's that And yeah, then it's just, you know, the lacerations Right, the facial lacerations And things like that Because... Yo, that isn't good <laughs> you, you know what I mean this, That can cause infections like All sorts of damage So yeah, I think when you're You know, looking at these results There are more kind of factors involved Now here's the other thing It's one study Like, one study Never makes fact <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people can never just produce one and go, right, yeah, so this is the way it is. No, 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 no. There there always has to be multiple studies. You know, shit should be peer reviewed. Because that's when you know everything is legit. You know, the oh uh, so yeah, they did these tests in the right way. Because it's always easy to do and find results that fit a narrative You know, you, you can, like, just look at them in a certain way You can skewer the parameters of an examination There's things that can happen So that's why you always have to have multiple, you know, studies So that's what this study brought up You know, um. But yeah, what would other ones do? You know, because like Feldman, he's saying that it's a, you know, a vindication to everything that he has said. But yeah, I, like I wouldn't be looking at it like that. You know, I'd be like, okay, so this is what one study shows. But we need to get more. We need to do more. You know, and especially if he is... All about, you know, protecting his stable fighters I'd imagine that's what he should be doing You know, you, you just If you are just going off one study 
right? Just one study, I kind of feel that that's just because, you know, you want an easy out, right? You want to just be like, yeah, you know, I was right, boom, we can do it. Because, you know, he's talking about everyone going, oh, it, you know, obviously, look, look, it's not more dangerous. It's not more dangerous. And when you, you know, because when you look at it with punches, you know, so punch impact, it it wouldn't be. You know, it, would necess- it wouldn't necessarily be more. Because a boxing, um, you know, a, a boxing club is dangerous in the respect of the increased surface area. You know, so with the increased surface area, it means it spreads that impact. So it makes it more harmful rather than a smaller impact that you'd be receiving just from a fist. You know, when you add, you know, bulk, you know, when you add size to that fist, then you, you know, you get potentially more damage through impact. You know, because, yeah, the bigger glove, that's going to knock your head back more. That's going to snap your head back more. And that's the thing that rattles your brain, causing the impact. So, yeah, I think you have to look at this in what is the parameter of damage, right? What what are we classing here? What are we talking about? How are we kind of framing this? So, yeah, I, I, I do believe that there are more to these numbers and there is more to this narrative than maybe uh, Feldman kind of wants to... Uh, you know, go into, because, yeah, obviously, being able to roll all of this out, it does then, you know, make him kind of look good, you know, it, it, by being, go, oh, so I got a study, and look, look, look at this, this is what it said, you know, you, you can, to a certain number of people, be like, yeah, so everything's fine, we're good, we can just keep on doing what we're doing, but yeah, no. I mean, that, when you break it down, that's why you have, um, you know, UFC and Bellator doing a lot of research in concussions. Because, the, the, you know, there's more to it than like one study can ever show you. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I would be very interested to, you know, what I mean, like, no. What Feldman is going to be doing from this, from just this set of results, if that's it for him, you know, no more, we're done. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested, you know. But uh, yeah, that seems to be um, I don't know. From the piece, that seems to be the mindset. Hopefully, it's not. But yeah. We will have to wait and see, really, people. Gonna have to wait and see. Okay, so some of the biggest news of um, late was, yeah, UFC releasing uh, Yo Romero 
from his UFC contract. Um, well, it depends where you go, right? Some places it's a release, some place it was by mutual agreement. Like these things could always be a bit unclear, but there's people that you know will tell you that this makes no sense whatsoever, and it you know it's a terrible decision and everything like that. But when you look at the situation, you know Romero has had like three title shots. He he fought um, Robert Whitaker twice, and he fought Israel Adesanya. You know, so there was all of these situations where he, uh, yeah, he 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 could have won the belt, but he he didn't. You know, and then you have to look at the record and think. Oh, how many fights has Romero won of late? And it, and it's only one. You know, he beat Luke Rockhold. But, yeah, all of his other fights, you know, Romero lost. And that's not, like, you know, it, it's no slight on Romero, really, to be honest. Yeah, because he's tough. He's as tough as hell. Yeah, and um, he is a a quality opponent. But right, but here's the thing: he he just hasn't been able to do it. So for him to get another shot at the belt, like that shit ain't gonna happen anytime soon. You know, of his last five fights, he lost four. So, as you know, I think um I forget who who was talking about this recently, but you just think there was a point when you lose three fights, you you're automatically cut. That was a thing back in the day. You know, sometimes you lost two fights, you were cut. You know, it, like now, there have been occasions where some people have lost three fights, four fights, and they've still been kept on. But, yeah, you, you've got to understand, you know, do, do, when you have, like, a top, a top promotion, you know, th- there's got to be a limit to these things. You know, there's got to be a point where you go, okay, so this is the criteria for being here. Go, if you lose this many, you go. And I think with the all the recent signings of late, you know, Dana said last week that, yeah, they're, they're potentially probably going to cut, you know, at least 60 people in the, in the f- next few weeks. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's fair, right? Because you look at any other job, if, if you mess up projects, you know, if you underperform, 
if you, you know, you miss your targets, you can get let go, <laughs> you know what I mean, you can get let go, if you sit in that performance review meeting, and you have just underperformed, that could be it, so it, you know, that's what it is, yeah, like, when they talk about cutting people, like, someone on a winning record probably isn't getting cut, like, the only time you might see someone go on a winning record is if they're out of contract, <laughs> you know what I mean, or they, you know, sit down and agree, they agree that, uh, you know what, I'm not getting the fights I want, I'm going, otherwise, winning records, they're staying, so the people that will be getting cut are people on long losing streaks And we've seen plenty of those people You know, it's just the fact that some of them just haven't been cut You know, they've lost four fights, but they're still still there You know, there's a lot of people that have been on losing streaks I think like Darren Elkins had been on a long losing streak you know, but yeah, he was still there So I think that's what it comes down to You know, he, he lost a title fight to Robert Whittaker um, At UFC 225 Right, so then he had the title eliminator fight Against Paolo Costa He lost that But Costa got injured And he fought Adesanya at UFC 248 you know, but he lost that. So, you know, what what do you do? What do you do? You know? Because if you keep Romero around, like Romero is still good. So there is possibilities of Romero beating the you know the talent that is coming up. And if that if he you know if he beats that talent then there's no one to get a title shot And it's like You know, Romero can't get another shot <laughs> You know, he, he would have to go on a You know, a, a significant run To get another shot So it's less like you keep him around Over these three losses And he's potentially bloodying the waters you know, So it doesn't really make sense Now uh, supposedly, a lot of promotions had come out and said they're not gonna be taking Romero. You know, I think it was like what Bellator, PFL. Um, there was someone else. Gosh, who was the other one? Um, yeah, I forget. I think it was one. But here's the thing: his manager, um. Malki Kawawa, he, uh, if, if you, you know, follow him on Twitter, he seems to be scoffing at all of these suggestions, and he, he keeps on teasing a potential deal that they're just about to announce, you know, and, and he seems very, very confident yeah, y'all will be in a situation pretty soon. So you know, who do we believe, right? 
Because you've heard plenty of times companies go, no, we're not going to do that. And then the next week they did it. You know, they just didn't want to announce it at that point. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I would imagine that, yeah, Romero will be in a new contract at some point soon. Because although he might not be able to win a title in the UFC, he can still win a title in another organization. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, yeah, the, the middleweight situation in the UFC is pretty, it's pretty hot again, so that's just what it is, but yeah, I reckon um, Romero will have a situation possibly before Christmas, so uh, yeah, <laughs> let's see what happens, people, let's see what happens. So, do people remember, like, last year and the beginning of this year, there were a lot of altercations between Chai Lewis Perry. You know, he would confront John Jones or just talk mad shit about John Jones. You know, Mad shit about John Jones Saying that he would knock him out And he would do this And he would do that You know, that's what Perry was doing And um, at the time Perry was oosh, I believe he was signed to Glory You know, he, he used to be a, Yeah, a Glory kickboxer And yeah, he was knocking people out He was doing big things and he he kept on angling for a UFC contract, you know, angling for an opportunity, you know, to be the person to um, dethrone uh, John Jones. That was that was the big thing he was doing. Um, so he had then, you know, started to come over to MMA, and he'd been fighting in a few of. The smaller promotions You know He'd fought recently In um, UAE Warriors You know That seemed to be where he was Doing a bit of work Um, But then He signed with the UFC You know He signed a contract With the UFC And uh, so you're thinking Oh Looks like this is uh, look like this is happening, you know. Like Perry has finally got his wish, and he was then making articles. Right, there was one article that he um, he he'd released. I forget who it was. I think it might have been with Bloody Elbow or MMA Weekly, possibly. And um, he was just saying how. You know, he doesn't respect John Jones And, you know, John Jones is a drug cheat And he's not humble And he's done all of these terrible things in life And because of that, you know, Lewis can never respect him And, um, you know, he and the crazy thing was that he'd be saying things like Oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a Christian person And I believe in helping people and all of this and if Jones came to me, if John Jones came to me and he asked, he asked me real nice, I'd help him. 
You know, I'd help him stop doing some of the foolish things he's doing. I'd help him get off drugs. I'd help him make changes. Blah, blah, blah. And he, he was just talking so much craziness. Because he, you know, on one hand, he's like, oh, I'm a good Christian person. But then he's like, oh, yeah, John has to kind of beg me for me to help him. Which is just like, seems a contradiction. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you were this great person, this nice person, wouldn't you just naturally like offer him the help? Yeah. Or just send him the information. Right? You you shouldn't need uh, validation in the, the thing that you're doing. This good deed that you're doing. But yeah, that was Chai Lewis Perry, you know. He was just talking all this smack. But as I said, he signed with the UFC, and that always means you enter the USADA testing pool, right? You enter the USADA testing pool. And we have seen over, you know, the, the years, people have joined. They've gone in the testing pool, and a ding, 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 ding. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those... um. Yes, those machines have gone hot. Machines have gone hot because some people have had shit in their system. And, uh, yeah, that is the case with Lewis Perry. He tested real hot. <laughs> really fucking hot. So, um, yeah, I, there was an arbitration meeting in November... And at that time, yeah, but you know, Perry tested for a Drostanalone, but that's not all, people. <laughs> he also tested for um, Stanozolo metabolites. Yup. Oh, yeah, that's not all. <laughs> he also tested for metabolites of dehydrogen. Drocroxy Los I do not even know how to pronounce DHCMT Right Yeah Tested for all of those things All of those Things Which is um Super Super dodge Right Just super fucking dodgy and the the problem as well with all of this, you know, he um yeah, like so he tested positive for all of these things, and then you know, I think he claimed that um it was through a tainted a tainted product, but they then found that he had contaminated the the product right they they'd found he had done something dodgy so because of all of that he got hit with the maximum suspension which is Actually, I thought the maximum suspension was life But, um, yeah, he, he got hit with four years 
I think maybe if you then test again, you're done. But um, yeah, Perry, where bef- in normal times he would have got two years, but because there was deceitful behaviour involved, he got four. Yeah, four years. You you know what I mean? That is, that's it. He is done. Jerain, he is straight up done. Which is, yeah, it's crazy because, you know, Perry is, um, he's 37, right? So that means... Because he wouldn't be, you know, legible to fight again until 2023. So, yeah, he's he'd be 41. No, now look, a few people have competed past their 40s. Not many. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not many people do. So, um, yeah, not many people do, and I I suspect that. Yeah, his UFC contract is, you know, that's cut up and burnt. You know what I mean? Because I think if you just tested positive, I think there could be some things where they keep you on. Right? We've seen some people be kept on. Or some people kind of be cut, but then once they're eligible again, they get re-signed. But, I mean, when you parlay in the deceit, yeah, that's where it just gets super, super dodgy. So yeah, I think Chai Lewis Perry. Yeah, he ain't fighting John. He is not fighting John Jones. And I, I think the crazy thing about it is all those comments, right? All of those comments about John Jones being a drug cheat and all of this. Hmm. Yeah, where there is smoke, there is fire, as they would say, people. You know what I mean? Look at that MP um, who would, you know, vilify gay people. You know, I think he even voted against a lot of gay legislation. And then they found him in a gay orgy. You know, that, I mean, that's the big thing, right? People will often cast shade to hide their own situations and that that seems to be the case of uh you know Lewis Perry call other people a drug cheat to hide the fact that you're a drug cheat so yeah Whew. John Jones is uh, probably laughing his ass off right now and um yeah after all the things that you know Lewis Perry said about him I would not blame him. So this is an interesting situation, right? So we knew that, um, yeah, the UFC would be going to Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, for um, their their first few cards of 2021. But what we now have is. Um, so there's going to be potentially, right, it's still not completely confirmed, but yeah, potentially an international fight week happening.
happening? Well, the kind of equivalent to an international fight week, which on one hand makes sense. On the other hand, it could be a logistical nightmare. So, um, yeah, it seems that Dana is currently looking into the situation. So what we're going to have is something similar to the first three fights, the first time they went to Fight Island. So a fight card on the Saturday, another one midweek on the Wednesday, and then finished off with UFC 257 on the Saturday, right, so, um, yeah, it will then be the, um, yeah, that would then be the International Fight Week, so in between, right, so the, the things that we would normally see, you know, like parties and other, you know, events, talks and the and a whatnot, but it does kind of really lie on what sorts of procedures could be put in, because I think, you know, Abu Dhabi, they're, they're, they're fine with letting people into the event, it, it seems that's not probably an issue, you know, but it gets dicey, if you then kind of open it up, right, open it up to international travel, so you would allow people to fly in, because then you have stuff like, you know, quarantine periods, you know, because the UFC can monitor it, right, so you quarantine before, I think it's before you get to Vegas, then you you get tested, you get on the flight, then you quarantine again, so, you know, there there would need to be a way to validate if people have actually quarantined before they get to the island, right, so I I think that's probably the hold-up situation, unless, you know, like, the only way you could think possibly if everyone has to go to Vegas, quarantine at a UFC-type hotel, you know, so they would probably hold all the rooms in a hotel, people would go have to go quarantine, then they get on a chartered flight that the UFC has provided, obviously, people still have to pay for the flight in the hotel room, <laughs> you know what I mean, but it, it like a situation that then they have fully full control over, where if you're going from all different spots all over the place, it could be harder to um yeah harder to have oversight over that situation you know because yeah it just becomes a bit crazy. It'd definitely be a great way to start the year. You know what I mean? Definitely after this crazy shit. Uh, But, you know, it all depends on what Abu Dhabi and the UFC can put in place as a procedure. I imagine we'll find out pretty soon because, you know, the first fight card would be the 16th of January. So, um, yeah, they'll need to get things into place. But uh, we will see people 
we will see. Okay, so the weigh-ins are now complete for UFC 256. And, um, yeah, things look good. Right, so Davison Figueredo, he weighed in at 124.5 pounds, and so did Brandon Moreno. So the fight for the belt is on. Also, the co-main event, you know, because Tony Ferguson, as you know, fairly he should, he said the other day that yeah, if Oliveira weighed in three pounds heavy fight was going to be off, right, um, because I, I think, you know, Ferguson had seen that in short notice fights, Oliveira often came in heavy, right, but, you know, when they hit the scale, Oliveira came in at 154.5 pounds, Ferguson on the mark, 155, so, yeah, that is all good. Mackenzie Dern again showed, you know, she's really hit a new path. You know, because she was on the mark, 115 pounds. So was her, opponent, her opponent, Verna Janjiroba. So, uh, yeah, that was all good. Um, when you look at the heavyweight fight, the sole heavyweight fight on the card, both came in at a, um, you know, pretty, uh, yeah, a not too crazy weight. So, Junior Dos Santos came in at 100, and, <laughs> no, 246 and a half pounds. And uh, Cyril Gain, he came in at 247 pounds. So, yeah, not too heavy, not crazy light, you know, as, um, you know, little little um, Goldilocks might say, this one is just right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you uh, look at the situation, Sam Hughes, the, you know, came in as a late replacement. Um, she, yeah, she was fine. Right, she came in at a hundred and fifteen point five pounds, which is exactly the same as Tisha Torres. Uh, so yeah, that that was another fight that was all good. Right, so we did have a um, a backup fighter weigh in. So Manuel Cap, he uh, he weighed one hundred twenty four and a half pounds. So. He was meant to be making his debut, but his opponent got injured. But he's a backup for the main event. You know, so um, both weighed in, both seem fine. But uh, yeah, you know, we've we've had late COVID positive tests in the last few weeks. So if anything did happen, he's there to step into that main event. So, uh, yeah, all good. Now, the one big bit of news, I guess, on the card is that Jared Vanderera, he did, unfortunately, test positive for COVID. So, his fight, his fight that he called for on the Contender Series with um, 
Sergi Spavic unfortunately has been pulled. But I would imagine, you know, like the uh, Leon Edwards uh, Kamzat Chimavev fight, that uh, it, it possibly will be moved, you know, maybe to January. Right, we might see this one get rebooked for one of those Fight Island cards. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it does mean that um now, you know, we've just got ten fights on the card. So there's one early prelim, which is Chase Hooper against Peter Barrett. Then um, there has been a few fights shifted, so. With the prelims, we we start off with Tisha Torres against Sam Hughes. Then we've got Gavin Tucker against Billy Quantantillo. We then have Renato Moracano, Rafael Fiez, which originally was on the main card. And then we've got Cub Swanson still against Daniel Pineda as the headline fight. The fight that leads us into the main event. And on the main event, everything is the same apart from one, right? So, Junior Dosanya's Siroga, that still leads the card. We then have Kevin Holland against uh, Ronaldo Sosa, which is, yeah, still the same. Then... We have Mackenzie Dern against Ivana JJ Roba, which was originally on the prelims. So, yeah, they get a nice bump into the feature spot. You know, then, yeah, then we got the co and the main event. So, um, yeah, everything right now seems a go, people. No one missed, which is always a good look. And, um, yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed. No positives come up tomorrow. And uh, yeah, this is our fight card, people. So let's see what happens, right? Fingers crossed, people. Fingers crossed. Okay, people. So we draw to a close on another episode. So let's see uh, the fight news um, that's all just been announced, right? So, um, on the 16th of January, Nick Lentz will be fighting Mike Grundy. So um, that's going to be a Fight Island uh, situation. Let's see if Grundy can have a better outing out there. On the 20th, we've had a couple of fights confirmed. So um, Matt Schnell will be fighting Tyson Nam. That's, that's an interesting one. And so we lost Leon Edward Kamzat Chimeve from the, this coming weekend. And um, it looks like they will now be headlining the um, January 20th card on Fight Island. And that's going to be the Wednesday fight card. So, um, hey. That got turned around pretty um, pretty quickly, right? So, just a month, which is awesome. Uh, so, then, um, it looks like on the 6th of March, we're going to have Islam Machachev against Drew Dober. 
Now that's a real tough one. Dober's been doing real well of late, and he definitely warrants, you know, that that push, that um, higher ranked opponent. But uh, yeah, Mashavev is, you know what I mean? That's a tough one, man. So that's gonna be a good fun fight. Then the following week on the 13th of March, we've got Jonathan Martinez against Davey Grant, which is, uh, that's all fun. And um, it has just been announced that Matt Wynan has um, retired from MMA. So, you know, I think everyone knows he, he was, you know, Part of that vicious slam um, that Gerard Levette hit him with last weekend. And that was Wyman's last fight on his UFC contract. Um, so, yeah, he's kind of decided that's probably a good spot to call it quits he he's happy with um you know what he was able to achieve in his career and um you know Wyman's given us some good fights over the years so hey you know what I mean all respect to Matt Wyman and uh happy retirement man but yeah that is us for another week we will be back on Monday you know what I mean we're breaking down um UFC 256 will have Submission Underground 19. I think we, we will probably have Icon 4. And I will see if I can get some Cage Warriors cards in there. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's been a busy few days, people. But uh, until then, people, enjoy the fights. And we will see you on Monday. All right? Peace.